As we said, it is Baptism Sunday. It's super exciting for us as a church. We already baptized, I think, eight or nine people in the first service. So our candidates are sitting over here. We're going to dismiss them later on at the end of the service, but we're going to be celebrating uh, their faith together at the end today. Just want to follow up. I uh, just want to make mention of Alpha there coming up in October. Uh, really, Alpha is, is a, has a very specific design. If you're here this morning and somebody invited you or you come once in a while and you're like, I'm still not sure about this whole Christianity thing, Alpha is for you. Uh, for you to dive into some of these questions, or if you have a friend that you've had discussions with over the years, and they maybe consider themselves an agnostic, or I'm not sure, or maybe you've had difficulty articulating your faith from them, it'd be great for you to bring that person to Alpha and just spend a few weeks exploring Christian faith together. So you can sign up for that at the end of the service at the info desk. Um, just one other practical announcement. I, I made this uh, mention last week, but also I want to do it again, so make sure I catch everybody. If you are giving um, here at the City Church and you're giving at the giving kiosk, either through cash check or card, uh, for you to get a receipt at the beginning of the new year in 2024, we need you to fill out your name um, on that envelope. We don't know um, your card numbers. So uh, if you want a receipt, please fill out your name on that envelope as you are giving. Thank you for that. Our giving team will be super blessed by that. All right, we are uh, continuing our series called Full of Faith. So this fall, we're just like diving into faith, seeing what it is, why it's important, what it looks like, how it acts, certain attitudes that go with it. There's so much in the Old and New Testament about the subject of faith and seeing people live out a life of faith in the scripture um, is such a special thing. And then we, as we talk about faith, that our faith can grow, that our faith can expand, that we see this again in the scripture. It tells us that we should be walking by faith, living by faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. We are saved by grace through faith. We see Jesus would bring attention to somebody's faith um, um, in the scripture when they would get healed. So faith is a really big deal, but we need to understand what it is. And we should want to understand what it is. So when we talk about faith, really faith can just be a noun. People will say, well, I'm this faith, and they'll use a describer for like different world religions. Well, this is my faith and just kind of a big descriptor. Or within Christianity, people will maybe mention their denomination that they grew in. Well, this is my faith. But we want to move faith just from this noun category to describing maybe uh, what I'm involved with or maybe what my parents did to an active believing faith. Have it be a verb in my life where I am specifically trusting God in every area of my life, leaving nothing out for him that I would want his direction, I would want his word, I would want what he says, I want his promises, I want his power active in my life. And finally, because we put our trust in him, that every part of our life would be governed by the word of God, by the ways of God, the thoughts of God. And all these are true when we put our faith in Jesus, and this is what we're describing um, as our, our church mission statement is moving people closer to Jesus. And what we are saying with that statement is we want people to say yes, to make an initial yes. They, they put their faith in Christ, but then they put their faith in Christ daily, not just a one-time thing, not just a, I said yes to Jesus at the city church, but that we would live our lives for God. Acts chapter six, this is the jumping off point for this series, talking about Stephen here in verse eight. It says, and Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. 
Then there arose some what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those of Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. Then they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. So we see two very distinct things here about Stephen as it's describing him, that he's full of faith. What happened? That the power of God was showing up in his life. There's miracles taking place. And then at the end of what we just read there, it talked about the wisdom by which he spoke. So the activity of the spirit of God in his life just truly happening. And then also, Stephen had the wisdom of God as he was talking. And these two things go really well together when we think about being full of faith. And when we think about being full of faith, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have any life difficulties. Just because we speak with the wisdom of God and we have the power of God active in our lives, it doesn't mean that we're not going to go through uh, struggles in life. In fact, for Stephen, the very next chapter as he was preaching, um, they actually stoned him to death. So life is going to be full of struggles, but we should continue to put our faith in God, whether we find ourselves in the mountaintop or the valley, that faith in God should be what we do. Now, last week, we talked about um, a faithful God. So if you missed uh, the message last week, it's available on our YouTube page and also through our podcast. But as we discuss the idea of faith, we will be saying that faith is an important thing. It's a powerful thing. But the only reason that faith is powerful is because our trust is in God. It's not faith alone as a thing. It is faith in a faithful God. This is who God, he is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is everywhere all at once. And what makes our faith strong and powerful is what's on the other side of our faith. And it is God. It is Jesus putting our faith in him. And it is the reason why faith is strong. So today, we're going to be talking about faith that transforms. And as our candidates in here a little while will tell you about their story, if we have put our faith in Jesus, this is truly the case that faith transforms us. Whatever and whoever we put our faith in, will make a difference in our lives. Now, again, and you'll hear me say this, and I've said it a lot, I'm gonna continue to say it because it's really important. We can just be transformed by the culture around us. Whatever are the dictates of the time that we live in, in this moment, 2023, and there are many, that we can put our faith in all of those things and be transformed into the image of those things. But instead of doing that, what we're supposed to be doing is putting our faith in God. Now, our our relationships transform us. Our our relationship with God is one. Now, I know um, the most influential uh, relationship I have in my life is with my wife. We're going to be married here 29 years here in a couple weeks. And uh, thank you. And the reason I say that is because what I would say, the qualities that my wife has, has made me a better man. Can I get an amen from the husbands in the room? Guys, I'm trying to help you out right now. Big strong amen there. Your wife makes you a better man. All right. Now, there's so many different things, so many good qualities that my wife has, you know, that just she is faithful. And this is what makes her very special. She is honest and true, and she has high morals and a high integrity. And if she says she's going to do something, she will do it. Um, This past Friday, my my oldest daughter got engaged, and... uh, We're not going to talk about it. I'm like, not going to cry. We're going to be good. Nothing's happening anytime soon. Um, well, 
sooner than later, but anyway, we won't get off on that subject. <laughs> so to make this whole special, uh, this whole day special for my daughter, my, my soon-to-be son-in-law and my wife were organizing this day and planning a party, and we, we flew in our youngest daughter to surprise her sister, uh, to be here for the, edu- uh, for the engagement, but just so many things happening. And my wife was a champion this weekend with all of the details and all of the stuff and hosting the parties and decorations. And this morning, she's in there teaching in City Kids. She is a superstar. And, uh, but one of the things, many of the things that my wife has transformed me with is be, before we got married, I, I'm not a big seafood guy, but now I will eat sushi. This is a transformation, friends, okay? (laughs) And I'm not into hot, spicy food, and now I can put Tabasco on stuff, and now I can eat a jalapeno on a chip. I have been transformed (laughs) by Nicole. And this is what faith does. As we put our faith in God, he changes us. He transforms us, and we will hear the testimony of our people getting baptized that this is true. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Colossians here in in chapter one, and he's describing some things here about faith. Let's read it starting in verse three. It says, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. He heard about their faith. And then he says this, and the love that you have for all the saints. So these two things really go well together. And I'm not preaching on this subject today. I will later on in the series. But as we have faith in Christ Jesus, we also should love the saints. We can't love Jesus and hate the church. The church is people. Now, I know it's difficult to be a part of a church. I've been a part of a church my whole life. The the, the amazing part about church is there's people there. The terrible thing about church is that there's people there. But it's not an either-or proposition as it relates to our faith in God. We love Christ Jesus and we love the saints. This is what we do. This is what part having faith in God is. And then he says in verse 5, Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. He has made known to us your love in the spirit. Now listen, as he's starting to pray for them, he says this. And so, from the day that we have heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, to walk worthy in a, in a manner, worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So, we see two different things here. In verse 9, filled with the knowledge of his will, increasing in the knowledge of God, so that we could walk worthy of the Lord. Whole bunch here about knowledge. But what Paul is describing to the church here is describing a life of transformation. Hey, I heard about your faith, but your knowledge can grow. Your knowledge of God can increase. Our knowledge, uh, that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. It's spiritual wisdom and understanding. See, the greatest thing that we can know in our lives is the will of God for our lives. And what Paul is describing and is what he's praying for for the church that this would be 
in a constant growth pattern filled with the knowledge of the will of God. Know him that our knowledge of God would grow. See, this is such an important thing to think about that we've never hit the lid on our knowledge of God. Thank God for what we know about God right now. But if you've been walking with God for 50, 60 years, there's still more to know. You and I are finite beings. God is infinite. And when we think about all learning, all learning is progressive. And this is why we teach kids in grade one very simple math, very simple arithmetic. But by the time they get to grade 12, there's a little bit more complexity as it relates to math. Their understanding has grown. And this is the same way with God that we can always grow in our knowledge of God. We can always grow in understanding spiritual wisdom, understand who God is more and more every day. And this is what Paul is praying for the church. And this knowledge changes us, transforms us. And this is what we should desire. Not just to have a knowledge of the scripture, and I've said this before, just not know where the books are. And I hope you know the books of the Bible and where they are and where to turn and find something. That's good knowledge to have. But we want and desire knowledge that changes us, transforms us into the image of Christ. And then the second part is walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. So we're going to talk about these two things this morning, and then we're going to baptize our friends over here. As, as we're thinking about the word of God, I heard this phrase last week as I was listening to one of the podcasts I listened to, talking about the knowledge of the word of God. He's talking about the scripture. He says, the scripture is a story that explains and a message that transforms. So as we look at the narrative of scripture, we can see the design of God, the purpose of God for mankind and how it is all designed for a purpose. But then in the scripture is also a message that changes us, doesn't leave us the same, doesn't leave us alone without hope in God, that we can be changed, that our today gets changed and our our final destination gets changed. And then our present life is transformed by the knowledge of God, knowledge and knowledge that moves us to transformation. See, God is wanting to work his ways into every area of our lives. Not that we would just be Christian as a noun, a name, or a denomination. That God is wanting us to live according to the word of God. And then finally, we should live like it costs us something to be free. Because it did cost us something to be free. It cost Jesus' life. And we should be grateful every day because of the sacrifice of Jesus in our lives. We should live grateful. Aren't you grateful for the sacrifice Jesus made? Man, that should change us. It should transform us. When, when I think of this notion, I remember the movie uh, Saving Private Ryan. I think it's about 25 years old now. Uh, Matt Damon, when he was pretty young, I think it's a Steven Spielberg directed movie. If you like war movies, this is a good one. If you don't like war movies, don't look at this. This is very graphic, uh, a really serious war movie. And the premise of the movie is that there is four sons, all who have gone uh, to World War II, and three of the sons have already died in battle. And so there's one more son. And so what they don't want to do is they don't want to have um, this one family lose all four of their sons. And so there's one final son who's still alive, but they don't know where he is um, in France. And so there is a group of people, a group of soldiers that are set out to go find Private Ryan, saving Private Ryan. 
And so to go find him, they have to go through all of these different battles. A bunch of the guy on their, a bunch of guys on their squad die on the way to get there. And so there's this huge sacrifice to save Private Ryan. And then Tom Hanks, who is the captain of this crew, when they finally get to the spot where they're able to save him and they go through this terrible battle to be able to do that, one of the last things that Tom Hanks says to Private Ryan as he's dying, he says to him, earn this. In other words, be grateful for what sacrifice has just been made for you. Now, we can never earn our salvation. It is only by what Jesus has done for us. But we should live with the mindset that we are grateful for what God has done for us. And that should change us. It should change our whole disposition, our whole attitude when it comes to life. That a sacrifice has been made so you and I could live free from sin. That we can live in a relationship with God. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Romans chapter 12, verse one says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Now, we can just live according to the pattern of the world. Whatever the world says we should do, whatever they put in the news, and whatever they put in the movies, and this is our ethics, and this is our life, and this is what we choose about family. But instead of living to, according to the pattern of the world, what the scripture is telling us here is that we should live according to the pattern of the word of God. That our life, our mind would be changed, transformed from one way of thinking to another way of thinking. Faith that transforms us. That we would put our trust in what God says about life and how he explains to us the story in the scripture. And then how we should integrate those ways into our lives. Moving from the pattern of the world to the pattern of renewing my mind, that I could have the will of God in my life. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 says this. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Another translation says, incline your ear. In other words, lean in to what God says. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. In other words, be thinking about what we're doing. Have I allowed God's word to change me that the path that I'm walking down is a godly path? Verse 27, do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. See, exposure to the word of God has no negative side effects. Have you ever seen one of those uh, pharmaceutical commercials where there's like somebody, you know, running in a a grassy field with their Labrador retriever and it's for some sort of medication, right? That, That this will solve your problem. And then the last 15 seconds of the commercial is side effects may include shortness of breath, vomiting, diarrhea, bad circulation, possible death. I'm like, why, 
why am I taking this drug? It's not actually helping me because all of these negative things could happen. Now, as it relates to the word of God, there is no negative side effects to putting our faith in God, having our life transformed by the word of God. See, when we spend time in the word of God, we will know the will of God. Do the known will of God. And then the unknown part of God's will becomes easier and easier. What has God already told you from his word to do? Do those things. And then the unknown parts like, uh, should I take this job? Should I go over there? Should I move houses? All these other things that we can't actually find a scripture for. When we get our lives in the habit of doing the known will of God from the scripture, the unknown will of God just becomes easier and easier to us. That we can walk with God and the ways of God and bear fruit the more we spend time with the will of God. And then live a life pleasing to God. And that's the final thing that Paul said to the church there, Colossae, that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And one of the things that we as followers of Jesus should do is that we should be telling our faith story. And this is what our friends are going to be doing this morning as they get baptized. The scripture tells us that we should be a witness, that the Holy Spirit has actually come upon us so that we can be a witness. And really, sometimes this becomes a misnomer, you know, thinking, well, if I'm going to be a witness, I got to go knock on doors or I got to, I don't know, stand in Dundas Square and yell at people. <laughs> and that's like, this is witnessing. And, and really, if we think about what it means to be a witness, what a witness does is tell their story. The things that they've seen, the things that they've experienced. And this is why we would call a witness in a court case, because they've seen something. So it's not about yelling at somebody or being mad at somebody. What a, what a witness is, is just like, here's what God has done for me. And as we tell our story, we share our story. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be mad. But this is what Jesus has done in my life. And we all have this story. And you're going to be able to hear some wonderful stories this morning here in a, in a few minutes. But here is all of our stories in one sense. Because what God wants us to do is not just to have a transformed life, but he wants us to help others have a transformed life. And when we know our story and we know what God has done for us, we can tell the story of our faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And this is the story of all Christ's followers. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, this is not something physical. This is not however you look before you get saved is the same you look after you get saved. But it's on the inside, risen to new life in Christ. All of this, verse 18, is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So those of us that have a relationship with God, God has also given us the ministry of reconciliation to help others be reconciled to God. Let's read about it. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Everybody say the world. That means God has made a way for everybody to be in a relationship with himself. Listen to what it says. Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. The message is this. God has done the work. You can't work for a relationship with God. Can't earn it. 
can't be good enough. You and I aren't good enough. Scripture says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God has reconciled himself to us. We just have to say yes to the provision that's made. But here we all have this ministry. We have this, this ministry, this witnessing ministry to tell our story. What has God done for us? This is what God has done for us all. Therefore, verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin. So in him, we might become the righteousness of God. This is the story of all of our faith. That God has reconciled us to himself. And Jesus, the sinless lamb of God, became sin so we could be the righteousness of God. Righteousness just means right standing with God. And this is the story that all of our friends and family over here are telling. They are going public with their faith today, saying that they have said yes to Jesus. So we're gonna dismiss you guys. We're gonna bring you back here in a second to get baptized. And as they are getting ready backstage, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, this is the story. This is the story of the scripture that Jesus came, the sinless lamb of God became sin. So you and I could actually have a relationship with God, one that we don't qualify for in and of ourselves, And God just offers it to us as a gift. So if you're here today and you have never said yes to Jesus, I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. I invite you to pray along with me. Or maybe you're here this morning and used to be close to God. Maybe something happened in a church situation. You kind of feel distant from God this morning. You know, God has not managed you today. God is inviting you close to himself again. You pray along with me as well. So church, we're all gonna bow our heads and close our eyes and we're gonna pray this out loud, this prayer. Praying with somebody who's maybe praying it for the first time to say yes to Jesus or rededicating their life to Christ. Let's pray this together. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So today I say yes to a relationship with you. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's celebrate with those that did that today. I'll have some instructions for you at the end of the service. Um, but as we get ready um, to baptize our family members today, I just wanna to explain to you a little bit about what baptism is. Maybe you're not a Christian here in the room or if you've never seen baptism before and why we do it this way. I'm just gonna to read to you here from Matthew 28. This is what we call the Great Commission. This is what Jesus uh, left the church um, as he left the earth, Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I'll pray that here in a second. And the reason I'll pray that here in a second is because we see it right here in the scripture. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So when we think about baptism, what baptism is, it is telling the story of our salvation. Jesus has left two physical things for us to do. First one is communion, the Lord's Supper. And the second one is water baptism. Both of these tell the story of our salvation. Last week when we received communion together, uh, the wafer and the juice that we drank, they represented Jesus' broken body and his shed blood. So they're telling the story, reminding us of the salvation story. And when we get baptized, we are telling our personal story about how when I go under the water, that I'm dying with Christ. And when I come up out of the water, I'm risen to new life in Christ. When I go down in the water, it's representing my sins being washed away. And when I come up out of the water, I am telling the story that I have been washed clean and my eternity has been changed forever. So we are celebrating the faith of our brothers and sisters today. And the reason I'm saying that is because this is family today, right? This is family. This is what we're doing as it relates to water baptism. And so this celebration moment is a celebration. Now, you know, we've been a little up and down cheering for the Blue Jays this year. Sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down. But if we think about the good moments of the Jays this year, it's a big celebration. And what does a celebration sound like? So that's what we're going to be doing today as our brothers and sisters, because these are our brothers and sisters getting baptized. This is our family. This is the family of God. And just, again, a a little practical thing. This is not holy water here today. This is Mississauga tap, all right? (laughs) But what makes it special is the story that they're telling. They are going public with their faith. This is something that God has already done in their heart. And this is a family thing. The practicalities of what we do, we could do this at home. We could fill up our bathtub, baptize ourselves. But the reason we do this, this is a public declaration. This is me saying, I follow Jesus. So we have George and Leanne, and they're gonna tell us some stories before we baptize our friends. Hey guys. Up first, we have Alicia. Her mother and sister are joining her on stage today as she gets baptized. Alicia is a mental health advocate and strives to fulfill the calling God placed on her heart to become a mental health professional. So good. Her favorite thing about City is the people and the high positive energy everyone has. She described a time that God was real and working in her life when God visited her in a dream when she was sick and the word became alive and active in her life more than ever before. She chooses to follow Jesus because she cares about all people on earth and he is her truest friend. He's a healer and she says he will heal you too. So good. She wants to be baptized today because through God's word, Jesus spoke to her that this was the time to be baptized. So come on, let's celebrate. Yeah. It's so great the job that Alicia has to be able to help people. See, we need people in every walk of life, Christ followers, doing everything that's happening in society around us. Alicia, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah, so good. Congratulations. Good job, Mom. Bless you. Our usher team wrapping people up afterwards. So good. Such special moments, eh, church? Don't be afraid to celebrate. Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to celebrate these big moments. But next we have Landon. And Landon is one of our four youth who are getting baptized today. Come on, how incredible is that? that yeah, four yeah. youth. And I thought this was pretty funny. It says here, he has been attending the city church for 14 years. His whole since life. He was, since he was born. Since he was born, that's right. Since he was born. <laughs> and he's joined on stage by his parents, grandparents, and brother. And an interesting fact about him is that he can solve a Rubik's Cube in under 15 seconds. Bro. Hey, now. His favorite thing about City Church is City Youth and how people at church are always friendly. Landon said that he knew God was real and working in his life when he was feeling lonely at school. He didn't have any friends and felt isolated and alone. He prayed that God would bring him a friend and God answered these prayers. This helped him learn that God cares about the things that are important to him and he knows that God loves him. Landon accepted Jesus into his heart when he was very young, but now that he is older and has more understanding of who Jesus is and what he's done for him, he wants to make the decision for himself to follow him with his whole heart. Yeah. Let's celebrate with him today as yeah, he gets baptized. Yeah. Just, just hold on a second, Landon. I... I know that your family is proud. I'm super proud of you and all of the young people getting baptized today. And what I would say about this family that I know very well, that we have uh, grandma and grandpa, and we have mom and dad, and then we have the faith of a grandson. And this is why we bring our kids to church so that they will follow after Jesus and put their faith in Christ. Amen. So wonderful. And it, the other thing I wanted to say about Landon, that he was one of the students this year that helped us with their VBS to help other children know about Jesus. So we are so proud of you today, Landon. Amen. According to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we all now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Wait, I need a hug from mom <laughs> and a kiss. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> mom, don't kiss me in public. <laughs> Sorry, Leanne. <laughs> Next we have Jan. He is joined on stage by his parents, brother, and friend. Jan is a technical recruiter. His favorite thing to do is go fishing. An interesting fact about him is hey that guys, although he is Filipino, he was born in the Middle East. He says his favorite thing about City Church is the community. When asked why he wanted to get baptized now, he said he was baptized as a baby by his parents when he was in the Middle East. That's great. And we are thankful for the faith of his parents. Yes. Now he wants to get baptized because he is at a point in his life where he knows that his journey 
with Christ needs to start again. Jen wants to be able to represent Christ in his everyday interactions and show people a glimpse of Christ's heart. Come on, let's celebrate with him. Jen, Jen, as you know, I'm honorary Filipino. So, you know, we're brothers on levels here. So (laughs) according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good, so good. Congratulations, bless you guys. So, so good, amazing. Hey, next we have Charlie. Uh, She's been attending the City Church for six months. She's joined on stage today by her family and her friends. Charlie works at the courthouse with the Ontario Criminal Court of Justice and has a newfound love for knitting like her Nana. (laughs) Come on, who knows we need some good knitters. She shared that after listening to a sermon about Uncommon Love by Michael, who is in the baptism tank with her, it led her to accepting Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Through the sermon, she realized she was choosing not to love everyone and was choosing her own path, holding on to anger, neglecting forgiveness. And she wanted to be the light that God made her to be. So she began to choose love and to choose forgiveness, just as Jesus did for us. So good. She is choosing to get baptized, to move closer to Jesus, and she is excited. She is excited to proclaim (laughs) her love for Christ in front of her church community, friends, and family, and most importantly, God. Yeah, so good. It's great then, Charlie, that Michael is in there with you, baptizing you today. So good. Charlie, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. we have Renee. She's been attending the City Church for a few months. She's joined on stage by her mother and sister. Renee enjoys listening to audiobooks, drawing and painting, and she currently works in ed tech. She shared that despite having religious grandparents, she turned away from God in the past. But now, she sees that God has blessed and protected her in so many ways over the course of her life. Yeah. And now she knows she is ready to build a stronger connection with Him. Renee says she feels like she's being called to get baptized as she senses that God is trying to bring her closer to Him, and she's tired of running. She said now, more than ever, is the right time for her to get baptized. So Let's good. make some noise. Awesome. Renee, you and I have a similar story. I, my, all of my grandparents were saved, and I was a prodigal. Any, any prodigals in the room? <laughs> we have that same experience. The rest of them are pretending that they're perfect, but they're not. Renee, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, 
we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations. So good. Whoops. So, so good. Hey, next we have Sasha. She is joined on stage by family and close friends. And she is currently waiting for December to enroll in college for social work. She loves writing, singing, dancing, and spending time with loved ones. She grew up Christian, going to church every Sunday as a child. In her teen years, she found herself straying away from God and the church and trying to find meaning in other religions and philosophies. But with time, she realized that Jesus was always the answer. She says that becoming Christian has made a weight lift off her shoulders knowing that she does not need to control everything, that God has a plan for her and for everybody. Come on, we can say amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. She says now is the right time for her to be baptized because she realizes her old ways can't continue if she wants a truly fulfilling life with God. She says it all starts with her relationship with God to be able to start the life that she wants to benefit both with herself and with everybody she comes across. Congratulations. So good. Sasha, Sasha, we need to get you to preach sometime because that was a great message. So good. Sasha, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for being here today, guys. And also your lashes are on point, just crushing them. So good. <laughs> Next, we have Elizabeth. She has been attending here at City for six years. She says her favorite thing about City Church is our City Youth Nights. She says it is a place to feel comfortable with people around her age. She also loves the community and how loving, caring, and kind everyone is. She grew up in a Christian home, which she will be forever grateful to her parents yes. for. Although she didn't follow Jesus for herself up until the age of around 11 to 12. Since then, she has spent time researching about the Bible, watching Christian TikTok, posting Christian TikToks, <laughs> and leading others closer to Christ, so while good. also expanding her own knowledge on who God really is. So good. She said she found God for herself and couldn't be happier. She said she has been wanting to be baptized for around three years now, but always tried to wait for the perfect time when she felt she was quote unquote perfect. Obviously, this never happened and it will never happen because no one is perfect. She felt it in her spirit to stop waiting for the perfect time and to just go for it. And so she did it. So let's give it up for Elizabeth. So good. Elizabeth, with your family, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) 
<laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. So good. Church is a family for your family. I love it. It's so good. All right. Next, we have Sarai. She is joined on stage by her parents and her brother. Uh, she has recently started high school and enjoys journaling, painting, badminton. Who likes a good game of badminton? And reading the Bible. She hey says guys, that she was born into a Christian family and was baptized when she was a baby. But over the past few months, she has wanted to get closer to Jesus and to know him more personally. When she feels upset or challenged, she says that she reads the Bible and prays and then feels at peace, so knowing that God is always with her. Sarai says she has wanted to get water baptized for a while now, and so she is excited to publicly declare her love for Jesus. Yes, yes. I love the boldness of our young people. Amen. Some of you that are young at heart, that haven't been baptized yet, you can take this example of this young woman up here, Sarai. According to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Up next, we have Tenny. She's joined on stage by her parents, sister, and, and a friend from church. Yeah. Tenny described the moment she knew God was real and working in her life was the first time she prayed for healing and it came to pass not long after. She also realized that when she started reading the Bible more often, she was seeing all the things God had promised for her life. The moment she decided to follow Jesus wholeheartedly was when she finally grasped the definition of the Holy Spirit. Learning about how God is always with her made her realize that he cares for her more than she could ever know. So good. After her baptism, Tenny says she will continue to educate the people around her about her faith, but also refresh her own mind and spirit with the words of God by reading the Bible. So let's give it up for Tenny. Yeah. Tenny, with your family, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Awesome. church for about three years now and she's joined on stage by her mother donna and friend stephanie jasmine is currently a university student she says her favorite thing about city church is meeting new people and the live worship music she says that god has always been there for her and is always accessible through prayer she stated that now she wants to make her commitment to jesus official and publicly known she is excited that she is making her own decision as an adult to follow jesus and be baptized in his name. 
we are excited for you too, Jasmine. So good, Jasmine. I, I love all these kids preaching the gospel and their testimony. Jasmine, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations. Bless you. church for about one year and says her favorite part about church is the preaching she has i finally got a mention you know it's good no it's all about jesus friends it's not it's not about me (laughs) she has her parents and brother on stage with her today zara is a freshman in university she enjoys singing and likes biking an interesting fact about her is that she can play the clarinet and the piano. Oh, skills. She knows God is real and working every day when so she good. wakes up. She wants to be baptized today. As she says, she's ready to formally and publicly commit herself to Christ. So come on, let's give her a big yeah. city church applause. So good, so good. <laughs> Zara, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Congratulations, guys. Well, hey, so next good. we have Ikenna, who is the brother nice. of Zara. That's a good baptized. family right here. Love it, love it. He says his favorite thing about City Church is the music by our worship team. He said the, the difference being a Christian and coming to church has made in his life is that he now knows people who are Christian and are like-minded. He has found community. For fun, he said he enjoys playing all types of sports. When asked why he wanted to get baptized today, he said he wants to get closer to God as soon as possible. So baptism was the next step for him. Come on, let's congratulate Ikenna together. Good good parents, good children. Amen. Ikenna, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, We now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Good job, guys. Good job. Awesome. Next, we have Carla. She's been attending the City Church for nine months. Her mother and father are on stage with her today. Carla is a senior project engineer, but in her free time, she enjoys learning about nature, biodiversity, culture, theology, and art. In the first half of 2023, Carla was praying for a more meaningful and impactful job. During her job search, she was unexpectedly laid off at work. Although it was a shock, she felt a sense of peace 
the preparedness that God had placed in her heart. She prayed and fasted for a new role that aligned with God's will. And by His grace, she was offered her job with Unity Health Toronto, which is the hospital organization where her work directly impacts patient care in acute, palliative, and long-term care so facilities. Good. She knows that she doesn't have to be perfect to come to Jesus, but ever since forming a true relationship with Christ, He has transformed her. She wants to give herself to Him because He has, is, and will continue to do insurmountable things. She is passionate about aligning her life with the will of God, and so now she wants to get baptized. So Come on, let's make some noise. Carla, I know your, your family loves you a lot. I had a conversation with your dad a couple weeks ago, and he was just so happy for your relationship with God. He was very proud of you, as I'm sure that is true for all of your family. Carla, according to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to follow him all the days of your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So good. Thanks for coming up, guys. Awesome. This is why we exist as a church, friends. to be a place where people can come in and feel welcomed and feel loved and hear about the message of Jesus. You know, I, I was making a joke in the first service that no one had mentioned me. But again, <laughs> what's really great about all of these testimonies is that they come in and they feel a sense of love and acceptance and community and the spirit of God. And this is something that all of us do together as a family. And this is a great family event for us as a church. Well, our team is gonna lead us in one more song and then I'll be back up to dismiss you.